This podcast is brought to you by Paul Simpkins and the Boldly Lead program, focusing on helping tech leaders like you in the frustration of low-performing teams and losing excellent employees so they can increase productivity by 50%. Hello and welcome to the Tech Leaders Toolbox. I'm Paul Simpkins. And we're here because how you lead today determines how your team succeeds tomorrow. And you need to know that if you doubt if you're a leader, I want to assure you right now that you are definitely a leader. And you weren't born with it. Because no one is. No one is a born leader, despite that phrase that gets bandied about. Leaders are made. They're not born. And they're made by a commitment to become better each and every day. Now, in this episode today... Episode number one, we're going to talk about the most important key to make your leadership easier and more effective, including I'm going to share something with you that you can apply right away and get results. Are you ready? Let's go. But first, let's talk about why you need to be here. Well, if you want to know the secret to teams that perform with excellence and go the extra mile, then this is the place for you. If you know that it starts with you, and if you are open to keeping yourself teachable at all times, then this is definitely the place for you. There will be a lot for you to learn. Now, this is not the place for you if you're not ready to make your team members a priority. It's not the place for you if you value profits over people. And if you aren't ready to change the way you do things to get better results, this is definitely not the place for you. But if this is the place for you, well, we're going to have lots of guests over the uh, as we go through our episodes and we'll have different perspectives that will be presented. This first session and for the next few sessions, uh, episodes following this, we're going to give you some important keys to become a better leader. And today is the most important key that's going to help you become a better leader. And as I promised, not only am I going to share that key with you, but I'm going to give you something you can apply right away that helps get you on track to that. This is the first step. And over the next three episodes after this, we're going to talk about three other elements that help define an effective leader. And here's the first one. You need to authentically care for your people. They're not assets. They're not human resources. They're people. See, author Simon Sinek in his book, Leaders Eat Last, reminds us that every single person on your team is someone's son or someone's daughter. And like a parent, a leader is responsible for their precious lives. So it's impossible in any way to handle that effectively without authentically caring for each and every person in your charge. Well, so why exactly should you care? Well, that's a great question, and let's take a look at that. You've probably heard the phrase used before of, it's not personal, it's just business. 
And the funny thing is, is that phrase first came out in the Godfather movies that was made back in the 1970s, right? It was all the mobsters as they went around uh, shooting everybody up. And it was always, it's not personal, it's just business. And somewhere along the way, somebody thought that was a great idea to bring into the business world and they started using that. Well, the problem is, it's a lie. It's all personal. Now, it's not to be taken personally, but it's all personal. I mean, think about this. You have, every one of us, we have 24 hours in a day, right? That's all we have. No more, no less. And if you're getting a good night's sleep, you're sleeping six to eight hours a night, right? So let's take, let's say eight hours. So we take eight hours out of that 24. That leaves us with what? It leaves us with 16 hours left. 16 hours we're awake each day. Now, take away a couple of hours for the time it takes you to get ready in the morning and get on to work. And again, if you spend an eight-hour day at work, you're spending at least 50% of your waking time at a job. Do you really think that somebody can just turn off emotions for eight hours of a day and not let that be personal? Of course not. They can't. You can't either. And I can't. No one can. It is all personal. Because we are emotional people. And we react to things with passion and with excitement. And with we desire to have meaning. And it is those things that keep people engaged. So when you care for someone then you let them know that they are important and you let them unlock that passion and that personal side of them that makes a difference. See, a while back, Gallup did a poll of employees who were leaving organizations and they interviewed them about why they were leaving and all that. And what they found was that 50% of those people they interviewed didn't leave a company, didn't leave because of the company, they left because of the manager. So in other words, that personal relationship, that direct report manager didn't show that they cared for people, didn't show that those people mattered, and so those people left the organization. And that cost us not just in terms of productivity. It cost us not just in terms of the human relations that were lost. It cost us financially as well. An HR study found that it takes on average six to nine months worth of someone's pay in order to replace them. So think about that. If you've got somebody who earns $5,000 a month working for you and they leave and you need to replace them, that means it's going to cost you anywhere between thirty dollars to $45,000 to replace that person. So it's a huge financial cost as well as a huge productivity hit and a morale, uh, takes down morale and everything else. And so that's, that's at the key of why you should care is because when you care about people is when you can get the most out of them. Think about this. Would you give your all for someone who quite obviously doesn't seem to care for you? So here's a quick test to find out how much you care. A quick little quiz, and you don't have to write this down, but but think about this. For each and every person in your charge, I'm going to ask you these questions and see if you know them. What is the birth date of each person on your team? 
If they have a spouse or significant other, what's their name? What is their birth date? When is their anniversary date? Do they have children? What are the children's names? What are the children's birth dates? This is part of how we show we care. The more we know about people. So you want to be able to know those things because you want to be able to recognize them. People who have families, people who have significant others, those people are important in their lives. And when you show that those things matter, that birth dates matter, anniversaries matter, then you are showing that you care enough because those people matter. And when you make what matters to you is what matters to your employee, then that's when people feel that you really care for them. So how are you going to get that information? Well, what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to go get a clipboard and walk out on the floor and go, all right, Bill, uh, what's your birth date? Okay, check, got that. Uh, You got a wife, right? Uh, What's your name? Okay, yeah. What's her birth date? Okay, yeah, got that down too, all right? You don't want to do that. People think you're collecting data. They think you're compiling evidence against them or something. So you definitely don't want to do that. And you don't want to pass out a questionnaire or anything else. Here's what you want to do. And it's going to be, it's going to be a simple, but it's going to make, uh, it's a simple solution, but it's going to require you step out a little bit, uh, probably step out of your comfort zone a little bit. What you're going to do is you're going to have a one-on-one meeting with each person. In fact, management experts like Tom Peters recommend you should be having a one-on-one with every single employee in your charge at least once a month, if not more often. And so what you want to do for this is you want to just have a one-on-one, sit down for coffee, have breakfast, have lunch, any, anything like that, and just sit down and chat with them. Have a conversation. Ask them about their hopes and dreams. And in that process, ask about their family. And you'll be able to gather most of this information just in the course of a conversation with them. And then once you get that information, you're going to add all of that to your calendar to recognize that when their oldest child's birthday comes up, you can walk out to them and go, Sally, Doesn't your oldest Billy have a birthday today? Oh, wow, please wish him a happy birthday for me. I'm so glad to hear that. That's all it takes. You don't have to give presents. You don't have to send cards. The fact that you remembered, you recognized it, will make all the difference in the world. But let me throw something else at you. So if it's a situation where you have a spouse and an anniversary date, what if you were to give them a bottle of champagne or a bottle of sparkling grape juice to take home and celebrate their special day with. And and I'm not talking about, don't go buy them a bottle of Dom. I mean, you know, unless you really have that much money. $10 on a bottle of cheap champagne. It's not the champagne that matters. It's the fact that you cared and you recognized it and you made a difference. And it lets them know that they make a difference. People desperately want to know that they matter. When you recognize these important things in their life, it lets them know that you care and that they matter. And until people know that they matter, nothing they do will matter. All right, so that's your tip for today. I want to move on to the second part of our podcast, and we'll be doing this every week. And it's just something I like to do that's a little bit fun. See, I love outdoor cooking. 
and I, and I hope you do too. I mean, grilling, I have a smoker at home. I'll throw things on the smoker all the time. I'm a scout leader and I go camping all the time and I love to cook stuff over an open fire, over coals. Uh, I have a few Dutch ovens and I cook stuff in the Dutch ovens all the time. I just love doing all of that kind of stuff. And so what I want to do is each week I'm going to share a recipe with you uh, that I've developed either for cooking over a grill or for cooking in a Dutch oven or cooking on a camp out or anything like that. It'll be different kinds of recipes that I want to share and I'll uh, share them here. Uh, and in fact, I, I love doing this so much. I've actually created a Facebook group called Smoke and Ash, which is all about outdoor cooking and tips and techniques. And I have a whole bunch of my friends are on there with me. And, and I want to invite you to join us on that as well as uh, if you're interested. It's called Smokin' Ash and it's a Facebook group and you can just join in on there and learn all kinds of stuff on that as well. And the recipe I want to share with you today uh, is actually a Dutch oven recipe for camping, but it's also one that you could actually do in an oven at home. So the recipe I want to share with you today is a maple bacon chocolate croissant bread pudding. Now, I originally got the recipe for the croissant bread pudding somewhere, I forget where, and I've enhanced it over time, added in the maple and the bacon part. Uh, and you can do this in a Dutch oven over with hot coals on uh, outdoors, or if you want to do it inside with an oven, you want a 13 by 9 baking dish, and you're going to set the oven up to about 375 to 400. Now, what you need for this recipe is you're going to need about six to eight day-old croissants. Get them from the bakery. Don't buy them from the dairy case. You want the day-old croissants made in the bakery in about six to eight, depending on how big they are. You're also going to need eggs, about a half a stick of melted butter, a cup of, half a cup of sugar, a cup of cream or half and half, about a teaspoon of ground cinnamon and a teaspoon of vanilla extract, and about a half a cup of chocolate chips. And you're going to want some crumbled bacon. Uh, now, again, you can make it yourself using eight or nine pieces of bacon, cook it crisp, and then crumble it up. Or just if you want the easy way is just buy one of those prepackaged crumbled bacons and use that. And you're going to use that in the recipe. And then you also need maple syrup. So basically, you're going to tear up the croissants into pieces, bite-sized pieces, throw it in the bottom of the Dutch oven or the baking dish. And then you'll take the chocolate chips and sprinkle it in there and mix it up a little bit so it's spread all throughout. You're going to take the bacon and also sprinkle that in there. So you got the bacon in there with the chocolate chips. Then you take the other ingredients, the eggs, the melted butter, the sugar, the cream, the cinnamon, the vanilla extract, whisk them all together until they're thoroughly mixed, pour them over top of everything, and then stick it in a cooler or in a refrigerator and let it sit for about 20 minutes. And that gives the time for the bread to soak up all that delicious batter. Once you take it out, again, if you're going to cook it in a Dutch oven, uh, you'll put it on coals. You'll put about uh, five to six coals underneath, about nine to 10, maybe 12 coals on top. And you'll let that go for at least 20 minutes. Now, if you're baking in an oven, again, set the temperature on like 375 to 400. And again, bake it for about 20, 25 minutes in the oven. Then you're going to take it out and you're going to take about a half a cup of that maple syrup and you're going to drizzle that all over the top. Now, again, make sure you get a thorough coverage here. Drizzle it all over the top. Stick it back in to cook some more. 
So again, you may have to, if you're cooking with coals, you may have to add more live coals to it, hot coals to it, but you're going to put it in for about another 20 minutes or so. And what that does is that helps that maple syrup just bake into it uh, real thoroughly. So once it's nice and browned on top and it has kind of a spongy feel to it, you know it's done. And you'll take it out, let it cool down a little bit, and just before you serve it, you have two options. You can take some more of the maple syrup and drizzle that on top, which gives a nice flavor to it, or you can take powdered sugar and sprinkle that over top, or take the powdered sugar and mix it with vanilla and water to make a icing and just drizzle the icing over top. So you got several options here, but you'll find it's real delicious. It's easy to make, uh, despite the fact that there's a lot of ingredients, it's easy to make and it's a lot of fun. So again, that's maple bacon croissant, chocolate croissant bread pudding. And I think you'll enjoy that. It, by the way, if you have a recipe that you'd like to share with me, just send me an email to tltoolbox at boldlylead.com. That's tltoolbox at boldlylead.com. And if you share that recipe with me, uh, if it's a good recipe, uh, I'll share that online uh, on, the, at, on one of future episodes, and I'll give you credit for that. And again, you'd also come out Smoke and Ash Facebook page and uh, learn recipes out there as well. Now, that's all we have time for today. Uh, I want to thank you all for being here. Remember that our lesson for today is you have to authentically care for your people. Go out and do your one-on-ones. Collect that data. Learn about their uh, spouse names, children's names, birth dates, anniversaries. Get all that information and put it on your calendar so that you can recognize the important dates in your employees' lives. Coming up next week, next week we're going to be talking about one of the other critical elements of being an effective leader, which is how you communicate with people. And we'll talk about some techniques about that. And in future episodes, we'll continue that talk as well. Uh, and also in future episodes, we're going to have some guests. Uh, so now I'm going to want, I want to ask you to do two things before we go today. First of all, I want you to be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll get every episode as it comes out. And that's the Tech Leaders Toolbox. Look for that. And also, I have a Facebook page specifically for this podcast called the Tech Leaders Toolbox Facebook group. And I welcome you to join that as well, where you can pose questions for me about what we talk about in the episodes or even suggest some future episodes for me if you would like. And that's all we have time for today. So again, thank you for being here today. Go out there, be the leader that you were meant to be, and I look forward to hearing to talking to you again soon. Bye-bye.